there, everyone. This is Ashley Torian. I'm here for the Ashley's Heart Song TV show here on the Win Win Women TV platform. Y'all, this is the place where we let go of the stress, get right back into our body, our life, and our business. Because when we do that, that is when opportunities start coming in the door. It's that stress that's the blocker. This is the three brains approach. We balance our mind, our heart, and our emotional center so that we achieve everything that we had love. And today we have a super special guest. Today we have Tanya Smith. Tanya Smith comes from social media marketing made simple and fun and plus a whole plethora of other things. Tanya is my go-to gal, I like to say, because if I ever have a question about resources, usually Tanya knows. <laughs> 9.999 times out of 10, Tanya knows the direction I can go. So I'm always so grateful for her. But before we welcome her on the platform, I would love to share just a little bit about Tanya with you. She is a wife, a mom, a grandma, and even a great grandma, y'all. When you see her, which y'all can see her probably now, those of you who are live with me, great grandma, that just does not even enter into the picture, does it? Oh, and then she is also my very, very, very good friend. She loves living in the country with her family, farm animals, and loves new adventures and takes every opportunity. And when she says every opportunity, she means every opportunity to travel <laughs> with her horse and ride the trails all over the country. She sets high priority on family, friends, connections, and fun. And I can definitely say, yes, she does. This is Tanya for, for truth. She recognizes how important it is to create an income while per while enjoying life to its fullest. As a social media and business strategist, she helps digital markers dominate their social media without burnout, y'all, so you can create the life and business of their dreams. Beautiful. Welcome, Tanya. So happy to have you with me this evening. Thank you, Ashley, for having me on here. I am so been so excited to be on here with you and everyone on here, all our friends. All our friends. I'm seeing our friends pop up in our community. This is so much fun. <laughs> so fun. Well, Tanya, to jump right out the gate, share with us something that the that most people do not know about you. Oh, there is some. There, well, you know, I always say I'm a, an open book, but not everyone knows everything, right? Um, I don't know. There's so many things that um, I show up on on social media, but there's things that um, whether it's my past or things and I would say, you know, one thing that people don't know yet, but they're going to know is when I'm a bee lover, I absolutely love them. And I just acquired some bees. So I'm going to be a beekeeper. And I'm just loving it. I got my bee suit. I got my gloves. I've got my sugar water figure, uh, made up that I have a mentor and he he told me he said, gave me the recipe. He said, go ahead and feed them. So anyway, I've just been having a lot of fun with that. So that's something new that people don't know about me. That is so fun. I love that so much because honey is so good. Mm -hmm. And it's tasty and delicious. Do you eat honey every day? No, I don't. Um, I do as often as I can. I really think it's healthy and nutritious for you. I think there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, but I also try to limit my sugar intake. So there's a limiting there. Uh, I do. So are y'all going to be producing honey from your bees? I hope to. I'd like to get some more hives. And and actually, um, I don't know. The world is open to possibilities of this. As much as I love them and 
um, just getting around them and being around them and just they, it lights me up. I had a, the first experience I had with a beehive is the gentleman that introduced me to it. He I was in my suit. He came I, him and his wife had me come over. However, bees were swarming all over us. I didn't know I was under a test, but I stayed calm. Like to me, I was in my element, like they were flying around. So I guess that's a thing that some people can get real nervous about. And I didn't even realize that that was a, he said, okay, you should be okay now. You can have your bees. Um, so he's hooked me up and it's been a great, ex exciting experience. So, so Tony, um, you just expressed something that was really cool because the bees swarming around you like that. And then you being so at peace, I've heard about people doing meditations out in nature. And, um, this one woman talks about a chipmunk came up and sat on her shoulder and it's because she was so aligned, right? So aligned, so at peace that she was part of nature's rhythm and the chipmunk felt it and sat on her shoulder. So when you're telling me about this experience with the bees all around you, I'm thinking, man, Tanya is just so with nature's rhythm. <laughs> I hope so, because I, I was all proud of myself thinking I didn't have a smoker, so I had to change out their, their, their feed they're new to my property. So they need to be fed to encourage them to stay. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought, well, I don't have a smoker. Let's see what happens. And they were very sweet and calm. Well, then he said, well, there's not a lot in there yet. So I was giving myself credit that I didn't need, but my goal is, is to get in that rhythm. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm always in the rhythm of the nature of nature. I feel like sometimes I'm feeling like I'm going 90 to nothing. So my mission with these bees is to get into that nature's rhythm mm -hmm. and so that when I come in their their presence they may be alerted but they're I'm hoping they get so used to seeing me I don't know if that's I I'm, I'm still learning about bees so that may not even be a something they do but well yeah you never know when you're a rhythm in nature it makes sense so we're going to stay on this conversation around rhythm for a little bit because it's I'm bringing in more questions for me to ask you so this rhythm that we have in nature, if we are in alignment with nature, it's that ease. I'm sure you experience that when you're trail riding with your horse, right? It is, you just feel at one with nature and you're at ease there. So how do you transition that or mirror that to the way you operate your business, right? The rhythm shift, the rhythm change. What does that look like for you? Well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't always do that. I didn't always, my business was like, I was hitting it. I was so filled with overwhelm and stress. And Ashley, you helped me with a lot of that, like getting slow and focused and really getting into that um, heart center and understanding who I am and what I stand for. Mm -hmm. Understanding all that and standing in that power. And then I know, and also I have a strong faith in God. And so getting all those together and just really um, knowing what I need to be hanging on to in my business, what I need to be focused on and what I need to let go of. Mm -hmm. um, actually, Pamela shared a little bit of a, uh, and she's on here today with this, but a, a little of an analogy. And I kind of broke it down to even further of is as a rocket, right? Imagine a rocket when they're, when they're going off they've got all these boosters down there that just burn, right? And they push the rocket off. But if that boosters didn't fall away, the rocket would go nowhere. 
And I think what happens in life, I know it happens for me, is I was holding on to all these things, right? Wouldn't let go. And I was had habits that weren't serving me. Uh, I was, I had, it was, I had people around me that I was attached to their, uh, attached to the, the, um, what their opinions were, right? There was, um, so you have this, if you don't learn to let go of some things in your life mm-hmm. and you won't go anywhere, right? And so don't be able to soar, you know, you have to release. And I just thought that was a great um, analogy. Like sometimes it's the activities we do every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, and my clients tend to get overwhelmed sometimes with all the stuff they have to do and are all the things that they feel like they have to purchase, you know, this new tool, this new tool. Some of that stuff you just need to let go. Mm. Yeah. That is an incredible analogy. I love that so much. You're right, because we can't take yesterday's baggage into the future with us as we're elevating. It just doesn't work that way. We have to clean it up. Yeah, clear it out. That is a great visual. Yeah. Well, even our mindsets, you know, sometimes our belief systems we're holding on to, you know, the things we believed as a child. I remember worried so much about getting on social media and and posting Mm -hmm. because I was so worried what people were going to say. What if they judged me? What if someone said something mean? Mm -hmm. And I heard this the other day and I thought, or actually this morning, I was doing my walk and that's one of the things that nourishes our business, moving our body. Mm-hmm. but I heard this and I thought it was very powerful. No one can hurt you with the words they're saying, unless you believe them. And so that was just really hit me because when, now I realize there's certain circumstances that, you know, someone you love dearly. Right. But when, when you think outside of that place, that your, your social on social media, and that's who I help is online marketers and business people. Right. But when someone says something and you know it's not true, you that's where it's got to be, got to get very solid in that foundation of who you are and what you stand for and the non-negotiables and really getting that clear. Um, those those comments come fall on dead ears, right? We talked about this in our coffee chat earlier today. You know, if I told you, Ashley, that you had purple hair right now, you know that's not true, right? So it's not going to affect you right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you fill your cup in a way so that that you're able to stand firm and not be swayed by that? You know, I've heard it said that all the water in the world can't drown a person unless it gets inside. So it's about how we let that stuff in. So what do you do to fill your cup, so to speak, so that you're more in alignment and don't have run that risk? (laughs) <laughs> well, I feel like I've been was one of those people that came into this realm just almost kicking and screaming because I wanted so bad to have that work. I wanted to do that inner work, but I just wouldn't allow myself time. Mm-hmm. And so one thing, Ashley, you taught me so well is I started with slowing, you know, getting slow. Um, and this started like with eating and listening to my body. Um, that was a huge thing that no one had ever taught me before right and it carried over into other things I started experimenting right and that's sometimes what the problem is we we, someone says you should meditate we try meditating it doesn't work and you think nothing's going to work for you and what I learned was yeah this kind of meditation may not work for me but 
and it may not work in this particular time period, but setting aside time for me and what I have found was just setting aside time to spend with God in prayer and reflection. I wake up every morning and this is without fail. And when I started doing this, this was a game changer in my life. Being a menopausal woman, I, it affected me emotionally and, and mentally and besides physically. And I would wake up in the morning with this gloom of despair over me every single day. And I had to switch that. I'm like, this is not who I am. And so I started waking up every single day thinking three, thinking of three things to be grateful for. Well, what that did was that totally changed my concept, right? You can't stay in a place of gloom and despair when you're in a place of gratitude. Now, I didn't, I had to learn because it started out just thinking of things, but I had to start feeling them, feeling the gratitude. Um, and once that started happening, then I'm like, okay, I started a little by little working on things like that, like catching my negative self-talk, um, moving my body every day. Like that, that is huge. The other day I woke up, I'm just filled with like clutter in my mind and I took a walk. And that just, it just immediately just clears those cobwebs, getting out in nature, going on my horse adventures. That is huge. And I think that's the thing. I think get, finding that thing you lights you up, find those things that really bring you joy. I think that's important to add into your life. I think a lot of times we're so busy. We got family, we got friends, we got, we got um, work, we got all these things and people are pulling at us. And we tend to want to, okay, we'll go do this for you and do this for you. And, but what about you? And then how are you going to allow that time? And so I'm pretty stubborn. Like I'm going to have my time, right? And I have learned that is the only way I'm going to be, uh, my, my rocket will launch, right? That is how I continue to grow and thrive in my business, in my family, you know, I've set, set, um, priorities. I, I had, a, you know, several years ago, I had some complications in my family. It was pretty traumatizing, but I just decided, okay, I have a loving family and we're very close and everything is just wonderful. And I, you know, that's like an affirmation. I made it, put it into an affirmation as a question. Um, and that seems to work for me is asking myself questions. You know, why is my family life so wonderful? Why, why are we all so close? And now several years later, I look around and it's true. And that was my focus. So I think just doing these things that gets your focus where you want it to be and not focusing on what the negative and what you don't want ends up, you may not be an immediate result, but if you stick with it, uh, on the other side of that, right? What is on the other side of that? Mm -hmm. So example is, yes, a couple of days ago, I was going on, um, I was going to talk, do a, a talk, an interview. And it was, it was pretty intimidating. My first negative thought that morning was, who do you think you are? Who's going to listen to you? And if I hadn't had that work, I don't know what I would have done. I would have been a nervous mess. But what I did was like, whoa, back the truck up, Missy. Who do you, who are you? Whose are you? I'm a child of God and God has enabled me because he has enabled me because he's equipped me. I can do all things. And so I did it. Um, 
and it went well. Yeah. I just, and then I had to give him that faith and that trust that he, and he took that from me. I love that. I love that you caught yourself, right? Because people have tried affirmations, affirmations, which I love that you brought that in here. The affirmations where you ask the question, so why is having a close connected family important to me? And when you answer that, and then all of a sudden it becomes to fruition. That's such a beautiful process. Um, but how, um, I just lost my train of thought when I went on to explain that. But anyway, you bring up such a valid point about the stopping and the catching yourself and turning it around instantly and in the moment. Um, that's so powerful. And it reminds me of um, this weekend when you and I were working play days together and you saw my bracelet and it said wild soul. And he said, huh, wild soul. I like that, but I don't know. How do I work that for me? And we came up with, you want to say it? Wild soul for Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, so it's that reminder, right? That who are you? Mm -hmm. Who am I not to do this, right? right. A child of the most high God. And by golly, you've got it. You've equipped. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it's the catching. How do we, well, stop? Was... How do we do that, right? Yeah. That important step. Yeah. Did you always catch yourself? No, I mean, I think I have late, lately. That I haven't felt it to that was like a I don't think I've been up front with the biggest that challenge, right? Um, but in the past, I struggled a lot with that. And I don't think I realized it until I started doing some work on myself. You know, being in the business, I can't got into you know online space and you kind of got to do some self-improvement, right? You just there's in any kind of in entrepreneurship, right? There's a work that we got to do on ourselves. And I feel looking back, I think no matter what stage of life you're in, to always be growing and improving yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because we can, I've seen it where people don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a book called The Compound Effect. And he gives three examples of three different men. They were friends. And I won't get into the whole story, but basically the three men, one man, you know, one did real good things. One guy went down, but one guy that did change nothing. You kind of expect that to be just kind of neutral, but he actually almost, it sounded like he did worse than the guy that, you know, really didn't make some good choices. He just stayed, didn't change anything in his life. And he became bitter, was going through a divorce, was lost his job. I mean, and that was just because he never did anything to change and to improve and to grow and to learn. So I really believe that's something we should always be doing in life, no matter what stage we're at. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so how has the philosophy of begin with love affected your leadership style and your business outcomes? Years ago, I had heard, I was at a, an event and an author spoke and he was talking, his book was love is just, I don't know if you can say bad word on your show, but uh, love is just uh, the D word, good business, right? And I just <laughs> thought, wow, it blew me away that someone opened that space because I always felt like there was something missing in this world of business, you know? Being online, I've learned to make connections and being genuine and 
I just find that if you start every connection, every whether it's business, every conversation with anybody in this world, and you start with love in your heart first, everything will fall into place. Everything will be better. I think we tend to internalize ourselves, get too wrapped up in our own heads. What are they thinking of me? What are they, whatever. And you put that focus on them, that conversation and your heart towards them. Ashley, you taught me something years ago and I used to get so afraid. I went through a, I mean, when I started online, y'all, I was a mess and I had to do live videos and I got to a point where I could do them. And so I was doing live videos, but I was still like, I'd come on. I'm like, I'm just got to, I'm going blank. I'm drawing a blank. And she said, before you come on, stop and check your heart. Why are you on here? Why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? Who are you doing this for? Ever since that day, I've never had a problem because I know in my heart who I'm speaking to, who I'm trying to help, who I want to serve. And so then I carried that into my day-to-day -day conversations. And when I have a conversation on Messenger, I'm not looking at that person as, oh, they might be a client or they might be something, right? I'm looking at who are they? Who are they? Are there someone that we could jive? Like, are we, like, I really don't want people in my life that we don't connect, right? And so if it's too hard to connect and they're resistant, I just love them and let them rest, right? I'm not going to try to convince them to come into my world um, because there's too many people out there that are ready to come into your world as a business person or ready to come into your world to be your friend, right? Mm -hmm. That is so beautiful. That is the letting go of the um, striving aspect of doing business and really get into the thriving aspect of business, you know, because that um, what you just described, I could just imagine that, you know, bringing those people in that really aren't a fit, but you've got to bring them in, you're working hard and you're just trying to, that's just overwork. And later it's going to be even more work for you down the line. Right. Exactly. If it's if you bring in only those people that you connect with because you led with love, Tanya, that's so beautiful. And then you're working around people that you love all the time. Right. And it's a better, it's a wonderful existence. Right. And you're always going to have those people in your world, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at them from the eyes of God, if you look at them like this is a human being, Jesus died on the cross for them too. Right. <laughs> I'm not more special than them. And you kind of look in from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it changes how you deal with them. Mm -hmm. So even those people that drive you crazy, even those people, because it's going to happen, right? For sure. For sure. So the strategies that you use to build those relationships in business. So you've met this person on messenger. What's one of the strategies that you use in order to nurture them, to bring them in? Can you share that? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm an open book girl. You can ask me anything. Um, absolutely. So basically treat them as a human, right? Remember they're human and they're, and know that you're most of the time you're going to be in this for the long haul. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So judge it by that, right? And know that sometimes if you just met this person, nine times out of 10, immediately offering them a, uh, something is not maybe not appropriate and there's sometimes it is so getting really good with at understanding and recognizing that um and then basically the first touch is usually going to be maybe my facebook group 
you know, I host a coffee chat everywhere where entrepreneurs come in and they can swap ideas and, and not feel so alone. And so if that person is, you know, resonating with that, I invite them to that, right? I also have freebies that I can offer, you know, something that I see that they can, that would serve them. Say, hey, I got this thing, it's free. Um, They come into my email world, right? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And you have a freebie for those in the audience today, right? I do. I do. So ladies, um, that is in the chat. Well, it may not be since, will it still be there if they came in afterwards? I don't know. Let's see. I'll put it in. I'll put it in again. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yep, there it is, y'all. You can get that off. And those of you in that are watching this um, via other um, streaming methods, if you go to the YouTube channel, Ashley Torian or Ashley's Heart Song, then we will have that freebie in the link um, with this show. All right, so you can grab it there if you're watching it other than in the live audience with us. Yeah. And with that freebie is an invite to the Facebook group. So it's free. So it's kind of a two for one. Oh, that's awesome. And what is the name of it again? Seven strategies, seven daily habits of successful people. So it is um, basically broken down to uh, a, you know, a conglomeration of, of different highly successful people, people that have been like, you know, over the top successful, you know, you think of Tony Robbins, Ray Higdon's and things like that. And you break that down into what are those activities that are done every single day and uh, when you're growing an online business specifically. So, and some of it's not necessarily all business, it might surprise you. And there's one of those in there and you'll see it um, in the, when you hit click the link and put your information in and come into it, you'll see there's a, there's a, there's, if you do one of those things, just one and nothing else you could be find success in your business. And it's focused on those relationships. But then there's some self-care in there that is simple, simple stuff. All of this can be done in a few minutes a day. That doesn't have to take a long time. That's awesome. Thank you for that gift for everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So this question I love, it is how do you balance control and surrender in your business and personal life, especially with the belief in a higher power? Control and surrender. Well, we are control. All of us tend to want to control our destiny. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times in my life I've asked God to take over and fix it. And then I say, but wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going, what? You're doing that. No. Remember what I said? I wanted to do this. Right. And so releasing that control and surrendering to knowing that he has this. And I knew that I was there when, when I did that uh, interview the other day, when I told you about it was really oh, kind of a, uh, intimidating. I knew he had it. Like he took it. I gave it to him. I released it. And that was beautiful. Um, and it works. It does work when we surrender Yes, does. And in that surrendering, you are fed so much enlightenment and information and wisdom and the downloads just. Yes. Pour I was in. just going to say, yes. Yeah. You, it, it just opens that space, right? The more you do that, the more you're rewarded. Mm-hmm. And the more you trust and faith, have that walk in faith, 
the more you will be rewarded by that, that direction. You won't have that. Um, I mean, when I first started in this journey, whether it's with my relationship with God or in my business journey, I didn't always step out in faith. And actually, that's one thing I really appreciate what you share is having that, you know, that, you know, we're all in that busy feeling, you know, that we tit, mm, we get there, right? And we feel like we don't have enough time. And you say there's enough space for everything. And at first, when you said that, I'm like, whatever, right? I wish I could believe that, right? That sounds good. And so some of you may listen to this and go, yeah, that sounds really good to walk in faith. And yeah, it's a cliche. But if you start actually step making those steps towards that mm -hmm. and find you will find evidence that it works, mm -hmm. but it does take that first step. Mm -hmm. It does take that one time just going, okay, I'm releasing control of this. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day around the same thought process and it, it is like the, she said she had so much going on. She was so overwhelmed. There's just too much. And she went through and said some things to me. I said, you know, the brain is such a cool organ because it brain dumps on you to make you think that everything that all those thoughts have to be done right now. When I went through them with her, we timelined it and only a couple of them had to be done that week. The wow. others there was some that wasn't until September. And I, I mean, like a month out, but the brain, the way the fear mind works is it brain dumps on you so that you feel like, oh, I have to get all this done right now. When really you don't, you probably got a week, right? That is good, Ashley. That is good. Oh my goodness. How many times have I felt like that? Or if you're in the world of finance, you're thinking of your, your money that you got to, you know, oh my God, I got... I look around, I live on a farm and I'll say, oh my God, I got to fix that. That's $200. Oh, I got to fix that. So I'll like $300. And I start getting overwhelmed with that. I'm like, wait a minute, none of this has to be done. It's just, some is cosmetic. Some is important and I'll do this one first, right? And you're right. I just, it's amazing how we get, let our little minds mm -hmm. take over. A little fear mind. Yes. Yes. It just rips it. Just wants it done. Makes you think it has to be done. All right. So share some ways that you infuse your spirituality into your daily business operations. How do you do that? Well, that is, um, I believe when you, when you, it's kind of a, a term I heard before when you're a business in life, uh, when God is so part of you, you, you have to bring him out into your world, right? So he'd been putting on my heart really heavy that I need to bring him out more in my social media um, content. And I was like, I'm okay with that, right? I mean, like, okay, God, I'm okay with that. But what does that mean? What does that look like? And how am I supposed to do that? You know, I'm supposed to be like the social media person. Like I'm supposed to be teaching social media. How am I going to put you in there? You're going to have to tell me because I'm not figuring it out. That's how I mean, we talk. Um, and he just it's like, it's like, just be, have the conversation you would have just like here, I'm having a conversation. He's going to come out. Right. And then sometimes it's just, he's going to give me a message, right. To say, share. Once I had that conversation with him and I opened that space up, I mean, it kept coming. Like I was like, 
one morning I woke up, I had this vision. I'm like in my a memory, right? It was, a, I remembered this part in our, my daughter's life. And it was in the chapter I wrote in a book I wrote recently. And it was all about my daughter and her, her, uh, the time when she got pregnant at 14 and or 13. And anyway, I, I'm like, why is that memory coming up? And it just, it came to me. The message it said was, he said was, you went through all that. And honestly, I never heard it, thought of it this way, right? You see, went through all that stress and trauma through that year. And I, I, then I got a memory of the end of it after it was all over and all these people that left on me because I kept it secret. I was afraid she'd be judged. I was afraid I'd be judged. And all these people left on me. And during the process, the love I received from the few people that knew, I'm like, I was so busy being stressed and agonizing that I didn't take time to realize all these people that could have been loving and nurturing me why I needed it the most. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't, I didn't notice it because I was so focused on this one thing that was the most horrible thing in my life. And at the end, she was the most blessed, most blessed gift. Right. So um, I don't even know if I answered your question, but the whole point to that was, I think when you start opening up to what it is, Mm -hmm. right. When I started infusing him into my life and allowing him being on all aspects and unashamedly, like um, unashamedly, I think I said that, um, but in every aspect, because that's who I am. That's just the choice I've made. And I don't know that it's for everyone, right? I'm not saying everyone should do what I do. Um, but I think when you find out who you are, get into that and dig deep, you know, find out that core value. And for example, one of my core values is integrity. So I cannot show up and not be in full integrity. I can't do it. It's not, I'm not, it's not in my allowed to be that way. Um, so what you see behind the scenes with me, you're going to see in right now, right? That's, I'm not going to be indifferent. Closed doors, quite, no one around. That is who I am. I had to figure out who that was. Once I did, one of that aspect of who I am is a child of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he's infused into my life so much. And you'll see more of it because that's just, I can't, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I immediately not start, you know, in our coffee chat, we have a group and it's a couple of ladies, a couple of ladies here have been there and we started with prayer. We didn't used to, but that was something very strong. I'm like, okay, who, what better way to start our week off? Right. Mm-hmm. What better way? What better way? Yeah. Well, let's shift this over to fear for a second, because everybody that's listening to this has, has experienced fear. Every human being experiences fear in one way or another. And you've had to overcome several fears in your life. I know firsthand that you have. So you can share either one personal or professional life, whichever one you want that helped you transform whether personally or business-wise. Do you have one that you'd like to share? Because I, I absolutely do. Other people, for sure. Yeah. So this one in particular is one that um, this transformed and started a ball rolling for me. And I'm, and it, and it may not be as, it, I hope it's relatable, but it was in a personal experience with me. Um, but I, last year I went on a trip to the Grand Canyon with some friends. And I was excited, y'all. If you ever seen how you ride the mule down the Grand Canyon, it's intimidating. It's scary. And it's, but it looked thrilling to me. Mm-hmm. I've never had a fear of fights. So we get there 
and I get to pick my mule. She was, or they picked her for me. She was beautiful, uh, Miss Joan. And I got on Miss Joan. I was so happy because I, I had already picked her out or she picked me out of the crowd before we had bonded. They, it just, it was God meant, you know, it was meant to be. And he, what they said was when you cross the line, if you decide right now, you don't want to go down, um, you can get your money back. But if you cross that line, you're out of luck, but we'll get you back if you need to come back. It's okay. But, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I'm not coming back. So we cross the line and we go down. And I don't know if you can visually understand because it's hard for me to explain it, but you're going down these, 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 the trail to go down to the canyon. So what we were going to do is ride six hours down to the bottom, spend the night, and then ride six hours back up. So as we're going down, you're on a mule and they've been down it hundreds of times. So everything's safe. No one's ever fallen off a mule and died from being riding down the Grand Canyon. And I knew all this. So I'm going down in that first turn. Now I want you to think about when you're on, on a high cliff and you usually you stand in at the edge and you're looking over, right? It can be a little scary. Um, I'm on an animal that's head went all past that cliff edge. And I thought she was continuing. I seriously thought she was going to continue over. The very last minute she turns. I didn't know that I was going to survive that moment, but I did <laughs> until the next one. She did the exact same thing. Her head goes all the way over to the edge. So what I didn't know was mules don't turn like a horse. They can't, they don't have the vertebrae. So their body doesn't bend. So they have to go straight over. So she had, because she was so tall, she goes straight out over the edge. Like, and I swear her feet were on the edge of the cliff. And so she turned. Now, you would think during these switchbacks, I'd have time to recover. No, because this beautiful mule wanted to ride on the very edge. We had a three foot, four foot path. Most of the mules, the one in front of me, that's all I could see was riding in the middle. Don't miss Joan. She wanted to walk right on the edge. She thought that was fun. That was her. So that's all well and good. But at this point, I'm in such a state of fear. I can't hardly breathe. And my body was getting so tense, it was starting to hurt from head to toe. I have never felt like that in my entire life. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even, I like, I would have, you might logically think, well, turn her away from the edge of the path. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move. And so about an hour in, I was going through all the questions. Tanya, you could turn back. Nope, that's not an option. So finally, I said, you know what? And this is another thing I did. I praise, I looked up to God. And I didn't look up. I didn't physically look up. I mentally talk, looked up and I said, hey, God, you know, I want to make it to the bottom. I'm either going to be going down another five hours in this complete misery, or I'm going to ask you just to release this fear for me. And what immediately came to me was looked at my mule and said, trust her. She's done this thousands of times. And immediately, like I, I'm literally, the door opened, I walked through it. And on the other side of it was no fear. It was gone, y'all. And when I, while I'm walking, I'm like, what the heck? How did this happen? Like that was fast. Like it was immediate. And as I'm walking down and I, I'm not going to lie, the little switchbacks gave me a little flutter. 
but I felt like that was a normal flutter, right? It's like, cause he, she's still trying to walk off the edge. There's no barrier. There's no safety guard, nothing. There's no safety net. Um, but I was at peace and I thought, what's the difference? The only difference was this releasing control, having complete faith that God has this, right? I had to release that control. So even if you don't have a faith or a higher power, you believe in releasing that control and knowing that this is the only thing stopping you, the only thing stopping you. And that's when I understood that I look back and what are the other things in my life that is, I'm stopping and not progressing on just because I'm afraid and letting fear stop me. Jud fear of judgment, fear of um, people not liking me, you know, whatever, whatever the fear is, fear of failing, fear of falling on my face and messing it up. Beautiful. I love that story. It's such a great and powerful story because it's a doorway. You just went through a doorway when you were on that mule. That's all it was. It was just a doorway that you had to decide that you were going to trust and step through it. Yeah. That's so cool. But you also stopped to listen. You asked for help and you paused. You didn't keep going. You know, I find that many times when people are asking for help, they just keep going and keep going and in their ask for help. And I'm talking about a spiritual ask for help, right? Asking God yeah. that they begin talking so much around everything that they don't want to feel that they just yeah. feel more of it. And they're going prayer doesn't work. And I'm like, well, you got to stop. <laughs> you ask your question and then you wait for it, right? It's that yeah. wait for it. And that's what you just described was you waited for it and the words came, trust the mule and you step through the doorway. That was just Tanya, so beautiful. What a great way to end our, our little discussion here. We're going to break over into the live audience portion of this show, but I do want to thank you, Tanya, so much for coming on with me. Thank you um, for having me. Yeah, what a wonderful guest. Yes, all the audience is bringing in um, nice little chats around how wonderful it is. And please, y'all stick around a little bit because we've got some Q&A coming where you can ask questions specifically to Tanya. And, um, but those of you that are watching us through this format, we are so grateful that you were here for this live interview and discussion and conversation with Tanya Smith. You can find her um, on Facebook, right, Tanya? Yeah. How can people find you on Facebook? My name, Tanya Smith, it's T-O-N-I-A. And it's Tony Smith and it's, um, I'm on Facebook and uh, I also have a website, which is tonyasmith.com. And then social media marketing made simple and fun is our group that we host a coffee chat weekly and also do trainings for uh, social media marketing and things like this. Yeah. So it's social media marketing made simple and fun on Facebook. Yep. That's the group. And the coffee chat is super cool. Yes. All right, great. And then we will have that freebie for everybody else um, below the link where you are watching this video if you're watching a replay. And thanks again, Tanya, for being with me. Y'all, thank you for being here for Ashley's Heart Song. I look forward to seeing you next week when we will have some more great topics of conversation. We've got a couple more guests coming later in the month. So please um, continue to follow us. 
um, on the Win Win Women TV network, Roku, Amazon, Fire, or Apple TV. And then also you can catch it on YouTube as well. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next time.